talking good people we made it we're here it's sunday how are you doing how's it going how are you feeling i have a lot of thoughts on things but i'm going to focus on one in particular i'm going to talk about really why black and brown people need to organize out organize these white liberals because let me tell you something i don't know if you remembered what malcolm told us he told us to be wary of the white liberals. He warned us, he warned us, he warned us, all right? Be wary of the white liberals. You'll love these white liberals. You'll like to let them take everything over. And then you wonder why we don't get anywhere. What's happening? Sit down, relax. Some might say I'm bitching, some might say I'm saying the truth. I'm speaking my story. How you take it, I don't know. I can only speak my truth. I can only lift up my voice. I could only say it as a black immigrant organizer, right? And I could only hope that one day, one day, these people will understand. Now, this doesn't apply what I'm about to say to every state and circumstance, right? It does not. It applies only, and before we draw judgment on what it sounds like, let's hear what I have to say first, because I'm speaking my story. It is racism, I'm, I'm not saying it's not, but I wanna tell you more, because it's not just the racism, man. First, let me start here. I'm not from this shithole. I'm from a little country that looks like a Timberland boot. So Trinidad, Tobago, where I'm from, we do things a little differently. I'm also from a space and place right where you know it's I, I how do i say this i see us in high positions i didn't know i had to learn colorism here i had to learn and when i say here i want to be very pointed with what i'm saying because let me tell you something yes there's racism in the united states but in certain states, especially the ones that piss me off, are the ones that pretend to be progressive. That really irks my last nerve. Because what you're really doing is, you're maintaining control the white way. And what, in my opinion, black and brown people need to do is be privy to that shit, man. Come on, man. Don't fall for that fuckery. You're making, you making Columbus proud right now. Whether you know it or not, whether you see it or not, trust me, take it from someone who's been outcasted because what I'm saying is certain states and people, right, they sit here and they, you know, now I'm seeing some comments in the chat, sir. If you have a problem with me having and saying what I'm saying, why are you here? Let me, let, this is what I go through right here. This guy right here is doing it for me. He's saying, here I am as a black organizer speaking my truth. I'm sharing my story. This is what they do all the time. They come, they challenge us, they try to silence us. Here's what he's putting in the chat. Sounds racism. Well, I'm native. If it's a shithole, why not stay in your country? Why come to complain? Let me tell you something. This is not your country, sir. You stole when you steal. A thief could never be an owner. So you need to go sit somewhere. For real, for real, right? I didn't come at you like that. 
I am speaking and here you come. I appreciate your your background. Why can't you just appreciate mine? It sounds to me like you came with an intent. So I'm going to just let you chat. I'm going to let you do what you're doing. Because that uh, again, off key, that's not why I'm here. And I'm going to stick to what I'm doing. This is the nonsense. In this state right here where I live at, we could do so much more. We could do way, way, way more. All right? I am not from this country. No, I'm not. But my family is indigenous. Okay? I have to deal with being judged. Right now, this guy is telling me I'm being one-sided. I've only been on the pod for all, not even five whole minutes. But he came through to tell me I'm one-sided. Would you have told that to a white person? I know you're indigenous, but would you have said that to a white person? The answer is no. No, you wouldn't. See, that's what I'm saying. When it comes to us, black and brown people, right? I will speak to my truth. I'm going to ignore this person because you're going to get me off track. And I, I'm not here to do that. I really didn't get up with the intent to go back and forth. I really didn't because there's something on my spirit and I'm going to speak to that. Anyway, let's get back to it. I come from a country that's small. I come from a country where I learn things differently. I've walked the streets. I've stood in the protests. I've been in rallies where the street is flooded with us, right? In my country, my I mean, I have indigenous roots as well. They're just not from here. They're from my country. I mean, I could go into that. I could tell you the native names of my ancestors. I could do all those things, but that's not why I'm here. I'm here to speak my truth. I'm here to speak the truth as a person who, even though nobody asks me anything, because see, this is the problem. I don't have to speak to be shunned. I don't. Have you ever sat in a classroom and had a teacher tell everybody to leave? That happened to me. Why? Because I look like a terrorist, according to her. This is what America looks like. Now, we knew that already. But the part that I have a problem with, this is the part that irks my nerve because, again, I come from a country and culture where organizing as black and brown people is like walking down the street. This is what we do. We get involved. We lead it. This is what I was. I started off saying, and I'm going to go right back to that, right, because we have states right now that are claiming to be progressive. Then give the fucking Native Americans back. I don't even like that term Native American, to be quite frank. I think that's an insult. Why can't they choose their own name? I mean, I get it. It's Native American and that's, I just, you know, America just gets me mad with their values because that three Ks, man, the three Ks, right, is, is a hell of a thing, okay? Any who's. The problem we have in organizing, and it's only going to continue, only going to continue. I appreciate you, sir. It's only going to continue until we say stop it, right? Because I sit here and I wonder, I really ponder sometimes. People quote, they quote people like Malcolm X, who told us, by the way, be careful with the white liberals. They quote Huey P. Newton. They talk about how they care about their Native American brothers and sisters. But then I don't see you go into the people you care about to help organize. <laughs> You're not going to call us. But when the white man say, hey, I'm upset about this, but I need you to show up, we do that. See, that tokenization, it's a problem. 
it's a problem. And it's worse when we allow it and we encourage it. That's what I've been trying to build up to. Because they don't want us. Do you all understand what will happen? This is my one of my dreams. Let me just share it with you all. Okay? One of my dreams in, in organizing is the day that comes. Because I love seeing it. Because this is what I grew up in. With black, brown, indigenous people. We lead this shit. They do not want that to happen. They don't want that. There's a reason for that. I'll speak to the state that I'm in. In Connecticut, they don't want that. They don't want that. They don't want the Native Americans to call them out on their shit. Right here in New Haven, right? The mayor of New Haven prides himself. White guy, right? I'm just trying to explain. This is how I see what's going on. So please bear with me because it's real. It's, it's, it's upsetting. It's a lot of different adjectives. I don't have enough time to list the adjectives because it's it's conflicting. Because the problem I see is as black and brown people, we don't encourage each other. But we don't realize the power in that. We just, I, I don't know, I don't understand Americans for that. I really, really don't. You know who else irks me too a little bit? I'm going to just put it out there since I'm there already. White people, you don't need to show you're down. Stop showing up to friggin', you know, you're you're showing up to events talking about, well, I'm one-eighth Cherokee. Bitch, your ass ain't Cherokee enough to complain. You don't have to walk around with disdain. Let me read this comment. Paul, you're right on point. That's the problem. People just want to place blame instead of getting off their ass. You're right. You're right. Because I'm telling you as an organizer who, you know, I get shunned. Y'all going to laugh at me. I, I mean, go right ahead. Laugh at me. I laugh at me. White liberals cannot stand me. You know why? Because they cannot control my mouth. Because I will call this shit when I see the shit. And I'm not going to apologize for that. Because when you're being racist, you don't give me a notice. Okay? What I'm noticing lately, because this happens whenever there's an issue, um, that's trending, right? We have white liberals who get more mad about it than us. Like, I don't know about you all, but I, I see this shit and I sit here and shake my damn head, right? So, for example, what happened to all the people who cared about the pipeline? Where'd they go? What happened? So then people don't need their water no more? Or you all don't give a fuck about digging up the native land no more? Because when I last checked, with the white right-wing media, yes, I said it, for those who don't want to believe it, you think that you're so no in the know. If you're sitting on taking in Fox News and CNN and believing that shit, you're more, um, no, I meant the water because there were people who, you know, because of the gas problem and the pipeline, they had, they didn't have the clean water. That's what I mean. I'm sorry. I'm getting angry. So I gotta, I gotta slow down. <clears throat> Anywho's. What I'm saying is, we have people who jump into the movement. What You ever notice white people who get more mad than us? Let's go back to the pipeline, the gas pipeline. Now, this thing got so bad that people didn't even have fucking clean water, right? I would never forget one of the videos I saw with a bunch of white people complaining, complaining about the water. That's who I was inadvertently 
referring to. I don't know about you, but when I get mad about something, sometimes I get so mad, I, I, I just start racing. But what I'm trying to say is the white liberals, they're a problem. They're still a problem. And we entertain the shit. We do it right here. We've been talking about that on this pod for days now. Every time something trends, white people show up to show they're more mad than you. But guess what? They also make sure they put you at danger there too. Let me tell you something, y'all. Don't get fooled, you know. Racism exists everywhere, even in the movement. Believe me, right? Because if white people will take the time and effort, right, into trying to take us out and then saying, and, and let me just say this, let me preface by saying, when I'm saying what I'm saying, don't get confused. I have some really good friends and allies who are white and they do not support this shit. This is why we do our series, What Should White People Do? Because we see the problem happening again. See, our state prides itself on being progressive. Let me take it back to where I started. We claim we're progressive. People like to say we're progressive. But then they pick and choose. Everybody was out there. The lawmakers were out there real mad. Even the black and brown ones were mad about Ukraine. Radio silence now about Palestine. Same thing happened with the pipeline. The same shit. The only time I saw people coming out to talk about that as lawmakers was when a white person said, oh, my family down there, they can't get water, right? So that just stuck in my brain. I wasn't trying to offend anyone, okay? And plus, I didn't have my coffee yet, so, hmm. But being in my skin, I have had experience, and you see, when I say something, people say, oh, well, you sound racist. Okay, you try walking around as a black woman with purple hair who people assume you're stupid. I've had people ask me if I knew how to read. <laughs> I won't even bother showing you all my educational background. <laughs> the judgment, the colorism, or like what they do in the movement. They create a whole thing. They decide who they pick, which black and brown people could be part of it, right? And, and you know what we need to do a better of, job of, in my opinion, is understanding what does power look like in this country, right? What does it really look like? Because I'm telling you, there's a lot of things we could fix when we do that. This country, in my opinion, is way past the point of a two-party system. That shouldn't be happening, but they'll keep it that way. Let's ask the question. Every time I say it, we'll keep saying, who controls the power? Why do you think they're doing that? Ask the question, who controls the power? What will happen if you change that? Ask the question, who controls the power? Right? Look how long it took us to recognize that women are important in the workplace. We still didn't fully do it. We still didn't fully do it, right? Okay. Some people even go as far as to say they claim to care about the indigenous folk, the Native American people, selectively. They pick and choose when to do that. Ask the question, who's in control? Right? That was that that is really it. Because from the streets to the offices, who's in control? Again, I come from a country where our people just recently, two of the major groups who are known to or said to be against each other, they took it to the streets together because they're fed up. COVID, I don't know about you all, but COVID had a real financial impact on a lot of people. People still aren't working. But guess what? Your government said it's okay for the utility companies 
So don't forget, don't forget the gas and the pipeline down there, right? Keep that in your mind. And the water and all of that, right? Okay? But we're not really dealing with the problem. I've sat in these law offices. There's ways that we could do this. But we have to lift up the voices. The stories have to get out there. There are people walking around right now. Like if you walk at the train station at night, I invite you to do that. You'll see some stuff, man. There's a lot of people in pain. Right now, we're at the time of the year, right, where a lot of people are contemplating things about their life. Bills aren't getting cheaper. Like we said before in this podcast, why didn't the governor say, I mean, Connecticut could lead the way. That's all I'm trying to say for the last 16 minutes, right? You all don't like how I say things. I, I mean, let me tell you the truth. I'm not, I'm not a stranger to people coming at my words. If anything, that has led me to saying, you know what, I won't speak everywhere. That's all. Because every time I open my opinion, I don't say it the way you all approve of. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to speak my truth. This is my truth. I let you finish your sentence. Let me finish mine. You don't know the hell I walk through. You only know what you think you know. So if you want to judge me and say what I'm saying is racist, you could go ahead and do that. But I invite you to come back and hear my story. And let's have that conversation again. And not just me, because it's not about me. It's about the bullshit. And it needs to stop. And there's a reason why it won't stop. Right now, we have a situation happening um, on the campuses. Oh, now I'm a racist? If you want to call me a racist, that's fine. I'll add it to the other adjectives people have given me. Thank you very much, sir. Anyway, we have a situation happening on our college campuses, right? Why is nobody talking about the pro-Israel speech? Why is nobody talking about the fact that right here in Connecticut, we have administrations who are trying to minimize the voices, right? Why is that? Okay. Thank you, sir. I love what you're saying to me. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. This is what we do. I could depend on somebody to try to come for me when I start to talk like this, because now it becomes, oh, how dare you? How dare you critique the white man? Am I not grateful enough? Is that your problem? Is that what you're saying? I should be grateful to be here, to be alive? You're probably right. You're probably right, because some of them have it their way. They would kill us. You don't live where I live. You don't walk where I walk, but you're ready to defend the fuckery, and then you're going to tell me that... I'm racist. That's fine. This is the bullshit. This is why it's so easy for white people to control us because we have amongst our own the critics. How dare you? The nerve of you. Well, fuck that too. All right. You want to sit there and support whitey? You do that. I know what Malcolm X told me. Be careful of the white liberals. I know that. And I know why. And I'm not mad about it. And I'm going to stick right with it. So all who want to jump in the chat and try to troll me, you all ain't doing nothing new. You're doing exactly what Master told you to do. Believe that. So while you sitting here talking about, oh, um, you, you know, oh, you acting, you talking like, woe is me. You really just came on to drop shit in the chat so I'll get distracted. I'm not going to do that. I give you five minutes. Let's get back to it. I'm saying we could do better. The time is now for black and brown people to really organize. But we have to realize something too, okay? We have to realize something too. We have to realize that, you know, um, 
2023, we're past the point of, um, you know, asking anymore. We got to demand. We got to realize. But we also have to be, we have to be real about some stuff, right? We have to be honest with ourselves. Times have changed. I'm saying that because one of the things I want us to draw attention to, years and years of police brutality, you know, police, the law, it's trying to protect itself. It knows. So we got to know these things. We got to do things like educate ourselves, know our rights when we go out. We got to be willing to have these difficult conversations. As we mentioned before on the podcast, right, right here. As Three Fifths shared, a lot of black and brown people aren't interested in going out anymore. He's right, because they don't want to get arrested. We having a hard enough time paying the fucking gas bill. Some of us can't even afford bottled water no more, right? People living paycheck to paycheck. I just spoke to a friend of mine, two friends of mine that had a file for bankruptcy, one black, one white, if that helps the people who are, you know, whatever. Well, look at this. You know, it's happening. It's happening. I don't know where people were at or what was going on, but I do know this. The outcome of what COVID did is a recession. The inflation is real. And the ones most affected are the black and brown people. Right now we're fighting for resources. We're fighting for, we're fighting for everything. Representation, but that should not make us desperate. That should make us intentional. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Right now, of course, there are the people who said, well, we're all in this together. No, we're not, because I'm telling you, there's some things that we are not in together. And I think whether you all believe this and all of you all believe this or not, shall I say, you know, I know that there are white people who know we should be doing better. They know that. They know that. Trust and believe that. They know that what they've done and even now, which, you know, all this um, that's going on, you know, they know that. Right. So what they do is they try to help, but they don't know all the answers. We need to help them. There are white people who want to change things. There are white people who want to know, well, what should I do next? But we got to we got to tell them that. So it's okay if you're doing these events and you say, listen, I don't know if our voice are amplified enough. They need to know that. They can't show up to our event more mad than us and then expect us to just fall in line. That's that's fucking ridiculous. Right. And listen, I'm past that point. You all want to sit here and white worship and talk about, well, you know, you know, they're the ones who show up. Well, then why would you expect any of us to show up when you speak like that? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We need to get up and get interested. I think that we're so used to being oppressed. We we, we just gave up. We just don't want to say it out loud. Mm hmm. Because I can't imagine how we have campuses right here in Connecticut where that anti-Muslim rhetoric is going up and nobody's saying shit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But you know why that's also happening now? Because most people are trying to debate, do I get involved or do I, I go to work and mind my business? And they're trying to mind their business because, like I started off saying, the cost of living is ridiculous right now. Some people are going to have to just talk about Christmas and not celebrate it. Real talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to have to do that. People are trying to figure out where they're going to live, right? 
all this talk about housing this and housing that and to help this and to help that, but we're yet to see those things go up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we need to do better too. Like one of the things that we've been talking about too lately is why black and brown people need to support Palestine. Okay. Our voices are very important. I'm one of the most hated black organizers out here. It's no surprise. Look at this, this one right here in the chat right now, showing, proving the point, proving the point. I, it doesn't matter what I say. What I say is wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm always stupid. I'm always lazy. Don't worry. Don't feel bad for me. These people have said it to my face. Okay. I've been called lazy, angry, a bitch. I've been told that I don't belong. I've been told that I, I, I say too much. Those are all words of control. If you woke up out of your bed and decided to say and do those things, who's trying to control who now, right? Here I am expressing myself and here you are telling me what I should and shouldn't do. Oh, master proud of you. You're doing exactly what master sent you to do. Exactly that. You are spewing the same hate that you claim. And I'm sick of that shit too, because you know what? Y'all allowed this to go on for too long. Stop criminalizing the black and brown people, man. How you know that I don't go to work and you talking about take my ass to work in the chat? You don't know that, but you came through the gate as if you're God. I'm glad you have that privilege. I'm glad you think you're like them. And I will pray for you and I will wish you the best when you realize you are not, because you are not. Privilege is the backbone of this shit. Privilege, right? And what we need to do Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that white people cannot use their privilege to befit, benefit the movement. What I'm going to tell you is we have to be careful with that. We have to be careful with what that looks like. Because what happens is they come in, they're more mad than us about our stuff, and they try to take over our things. I've come to the point where I've seen it happen so many times where I'm like, you know what? I'll just do my own thing. And I'm not the only one, so don't get confused either and try to come for me alone. But what I do is I protect those behind me because I know what it feels like. Everybody else don't have to get insulted and judged like that. Y'all go ahead and do it with me. I rode around this fucking shithole, all right, with fuck Trump on my car. I could tell you stories. There's a lot of hate in Connecticut. But getting back to it, Connecticut is not the only state that pretends to be progressive. Where are all the people who cared about the pipeline? Where are they? Where'd they go? Did they go get the water bottles? Because out here, we were doing that. We were shipping water bottles. We were going down there protesting. In fact, one activist got really badly injured and nobody spoke about it. A Native American activist went down to the pipeline and he got injured. They still asked him to show up at all the white shit, but they never spoke about that. See, our pain doesn't doesn't get its voice and when we speak in our pain we get told like what i'm getting told right now all right take your ass to work look at that yes it's happening right now oh look at this one this is lovely too then go back to your shit country yes this is nothing new to me y'all think this is new this is not new he's doing exactly as massa wants him to do exactly that and you all wonder why they stormed the Capitol? Huh? You wonder why? I thought we were mad about that. I thought we said that we need to take control of how we are portrayed 
so we're not portrayed incorrectly. I thought we learn from the white liberal shit. Mm -mm. There's much more we need to learn. I can speak to what I know here in Connecticut. I'll give you a great example. And for those who are local, pay attention. Get involved in your legislative session. Get involved. Write a testimony. It doesn't have to be perfect. Pick a bill. Find out how you can find out more about it and fight for your rights. You could do it. You don't want to show up to the protest? You don't have to. Join us in solidarity and boycott these companies supporting IDF. Boycott them. Start with the ones that you can handle. You don't have to do all of them. I get it. I get it. Some of these companies is a little hard, like, like Walmart. Some people can't afford to shop anywhere else. We could talk about Walmart all day. Oh, look. Look at this comment in the chat. Always on the slave crutch. This is coming from an indigenous person, people, allegedly. This is allegedly coming from a Native American. The comment in the chat. Always on the slave crutch. Newsflash, black men sold you to white man to get off the liberal. Get, get off the liberal. Look at that liberal defender in full effect. Oh, you loyal to Massa, aren't you? Massa must have you right around their little finger. You love it. You like being oppressed. You like defending the master. See, because people like you just have to hear the word white, and then you get on the defensive. You're not listening to the other parts because you're so beholden to what you know. You are part of the problem, whether you want to acknowledge it out loud or not. But getting back to it, this attack that's happening right now, it's happening right now while I'm with you all on the pod. I'm getting trolled in my own chat. This is not new, okay? This is not new. I, I said it right here in the description. I'm one of the most hated black organizers. I mean that. There are people who would wish me dead. They would. They tried. They tried. I have to check my car. Oh, yes, you're right. You're right, sir. I'm a, I am a problem, and I'm a very happy problem. Believe that. I love showing up in spaces like you all. I love when I could tell you all we need to have abortion rights. We need to have abortion access. We need to have those conversations. I'm right here to tell you all, we don't need to support the police budget like that. What we need to do is support educational programs, right? Yes, before and after school. Mm -hmm. And actually, there's other things we could change. There's other things we could change. But we wouldn't do that and know that if we don't talk about it, right? We're not talking about what's happening on these campuses to our youth. Our youth are very important. Imagine going to school and you're going to class and all you see is a bunch of anti-Islam rhetoric. Mm -hmm. Or you show up to a rally that's about something that pertains to you, but it's led by white people. But then we turn around and we say it to each other, well, they show up. Well, how do you expect the rest of us to show up when you do shit like that? When you amplify them and you, you criminalize us, I get criminalized all the time. I'm used to it. I'm very, very used to it. Okay, it's, it's not new to me. It's, it's sad. It is very, very sad. But I, I sleep well at night knowing at least I showed up as me. Whereas you all sit here telling me what I need to do, but you're defending the white supremacy to a point where it's pretty much pathetic, right? If you don't want to show up to the protest, like I said, I get it. I get it. Times have changed. The police aren't stupid. They know how to fuck with us. You don't think that they have at least one undercover in that crowd? In fact, it's nothing new. It's nothing new for the police to infiltrate a movement. It's not. They do it all the time. Again, here comes back the question, who's in control? Don't forget, outside is America. 
Why do you think they're having such a hard time taking down those Columbus statues? What happened to that? I thought we was mad about that. I thought we was all upset and we was fucking it up and we said, you know, um, fuck Columbus and we was marching and we was angry and we was tearing this down. But then we stopped. And did you know that? Even with the ones that they took down that represent white supremacy, right? They put those in storage. Where are our statues? Our, you know, symbols. Where was that? Where's our representation? Did we even let that? Right here in New Haven, I started off saying before I got distracted by the troller, right? Do people know that years ago, one of the natives of the Quinnipiac River, he protested this many, many moons ago. His name was now Popok, right? I can't remember. Sorry, I, I, I'll look into the tribe and I'll get back to you. I used to know it offhand, but my mind is all over the place right now. I'll own that because um, I'm mad. I'm mad. I, I get angry with this because I feel like we could do so much when we come out and we don't just have to show up to the rally. There's other ways. But anyways, I digress. Now, Paul Park protested the white supremacist government, Yale, because at the time, New Haven was a port and they were tearing down the tribes. Right. And he came in protest. They beheaded him, took his head and put it in front of what we recognize as City Hall. And guess what? The white people came out. They looked at his beheaded self and they admired it. Years later, we would build Yale University. Hmm. Using slaves and indigenous people. I would even put up and glorify the pictures of renowned white supremacists and expect black and brown people to work there. The real power is what they don't want us to have. This is why even in the movement, they try to control the voice of the black and brown people. Trust me. Mm -hmm. They'll go to all lengths. They'll organize. Let, let me show you a good one. Even in the um, legislative session, ask legis the black and brown legislators, how many times are they really invited to the table to discuss these bills? Ask them. Look, it's happening right now. We have black and brown legislators being criminalized. Black and brown business owners. Be, it's easy, easy. They didn't waste time to put R. Kelly in jail, but we're still trying to figure out Donald Trump. Don't forget that. Okay? You'll sit here and want to support this two-party system. You forget the Democratic Party was born out of the Republican Party. You forget that, right? You know, we say that we care about our black and brown lives but we let them control these movements and these actions. We can't keep doing that. If you're at a rally or planning something or, or part of creating a law or part of contesting a law, use your voice. You know, this is the time right now, once again, whether you knew it, whether you think it, the time is now for the black and brown people to get up and stand up and lift their voices, right? Because we'll never be free. We can't sit here and, and ignore what Malcolm, Martin Luther King, Huey P. Newton, Angela, I could go down the line, you know, Stokey, come on, really? Some know as Stokey, some know as Kwame Tore, Audre Lorde, they died for, you know, they did what they did and they died for a reason, some of them. Rosa Parks, come on. They will want to control white people like that will want to control the narrative because they, they don't want to change it. As James Baldwin told us, you cannot change what you don't challenge. And don't think they're not white people who are willing to change. They are. They just need the help. We had a guest on this show a couple weeks ago, 
sorry, I said a couple of weeks because time flying, a couple of days ago, who spoke about having to face his own privilege. Actually, I am right. There was another guest who came on, white person, and they said it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They admitted to being a white organizer and all into all that goes with that until the day they had to realize they weren't really doing what they thought they were doing. So for those who like to come at me and say, oh, oh, you just don't know, you just don't know. No, you don't know. You don't know because you got comfortable and complacent. You're okay with the bullshit. You're okay with it. I'll tell you something about me. When we're organizing events, my main goal, especially if I'm part of that organizing, I want to see and hear the, the words of my black and brown people. All right? especially my black and brown people, including when I use that, indigenous people. It's an insult when you all sit here and you, t you co-op our movements. It's, it's ridiculous. And then you expect us to show up. And then you pick one or two of us that you approve of because they do it. They do it in legislation. If they, listen, if this country was really about equity, why is it when you run for office do y'all ever know how much, do you know how much money you have to spend to run for office? Mm -hmm. And if and if you don't think so, who runs the Democratic machine? And I didn't say that for everybody to run and be Republican either. I said it because we have to come to an understanding of what's happening right now in 2023. We have more and more people, you know, who are houseless and jobless. Yes, it's still happening. I don't know why people thought, well, they re reopen communities so everything goes back to, no, no, mm -mm. foreclosures on the rise again. Mm -hmm. Yes. What did we learn from the housing crash? What did we learn from anything? That's what I'm asking. And when are we going to say, you know what, today is the day. Let me figure out how I could get involved. You don't want to show up to a rally. I get it. Then police now see, because the police aren't stupid after George Floyd, and these incidents, I'm not going to, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, don't pick my words for me. I didn't say that the police brutality stopped. I said that they're getting wise. So what they're doing is, you know, they're making sure that they show up certain ways and they act certain ways. Every now and again, somebody will fuck up. But for the most part, and if I'm wrong, I challenge the police in America to do what the police in the UK just did and march in, in support of a ceasefire and to stop the war on Palestine, stop the apartheid. Mm -hmm. If you say, as someone in that rank, you're about this life, I want to see you do that. Why haven't the lawmakers done that, as three-fifths pointed out? You all could organize a rally. You could take it to the streets. You, I mean, you could even have something online. You could come out and say, ceasefire now. But again... Here we are again. Here we are again. Only certain lawmakers speak up and the rest of them sit down by their popcorn, if anybody does. Right? Someone said to me, you know, they don't go to these rallies and protests anymore because they, you know, they don't want to get arrested. I need to tell you all, if you think having a rally and working with the police motivates black and brown people to take the streets, you're wrong. You're so wrong. We say here in Connecticut, why don't people come out like they come out in New York? Look at those rallies in New York. How many police you see in there? Because they make sure that they have enough people by ensuring that they have that, by inviting them to the table, not doing it backwards. 
not creating an event and then saying, oh, by the way, we need black people. Let's call you, you. They pick who they want. They choose that. And they run with that. That needs to stop. We could do, we could bring out some real numbers, right? If we decide to really work in solidarity, we could change a lot of shit. I'm telling you, we could change a lot of shit. Let's go back again to Connecticut and the lawmakers, right? They talk about they need us to, to lift our voices. Then how come we don't have sign language and other forms of communication? I don't see any sign language. I don't see cl closed caption. And translation is only available for certain committees during the legislative session. And you wonder why people don't participate. But then the other part of that is not just that piece. There's more to that. The fact that anytime we have testimonies, why do the lawmakers need to go first? The people should go first. If you have anything that's public facing, let me just tell you all in government, if it's public facing, the people go first. Because you, we put you there. So you should want to hear from us first. This is your job. This is your job. I took time off my job to come testify. You need to take the time to listen. Punto final. Okay? And if you don't see it that way, then you need to clear your eyeball and look at it again. They control our narrative to the point that we even try to control each other. We need to think beyond that. I, get, I said it before. I'll say it again. James Baldwin told us that. We have to challenge it to change it. We have to be present. This is a man who stood in rooms just like myself with, with several white people having to defend yourself. I didn't show up there to be liked. I didn't come there for popularity. I came there to challenge that shit. Okay? Even the census data, I question that because a lot of people are not reported. They do not report but they control the narrative to various degrees. That's what you'll need to realize. They really, really do. And we need to do a better job of getting up and standing up against it. And there's ways we could do that. There's also ways that we could lift our voices. You don't wanna show up to the rally, then post about it. You don't wanna show up to the rally, then boycott a business, okay? Have the conversation, talk about it, okay? Take control of your narrative. Lift up each other, lift up each other, right? You show up to a rally or you see a rally being planned or anything being planned, do what I do, even if they don't like it. Insist on our presence because that's how our voices get lifted too. Contest the shit. I'm okay. You want to call me emotional? You want to say that I'm lazy like this one saying in the chat? You want to tell me about myself like he's doing in the chat? You could do that. You could go ahead and do that. Tomorrow's another day when I jump off this part. I have other things I'll be going on. He doesn't define me. And that's the mentality you have to, to have, right? You're not going to change it till you challenge it, right? That's how we change the bullshit. We don't just sit here and become complacent. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I know we're tired. I get it. That's why I said in terms of the boycott, I get it. Sometimes there's some things you can't really boycott because you need. I get it. But then you could also ask, I can't really do this, but how can I? Right now, the big call for the ceasefire is to contact your legislators, which I have to admit, you know, people are losing confidence in their legislators. Look what just happened with the elections. A lot of people did not vote. They don't trust this two-party system, especially the black and brown people, because what has it really done for us? What has it really done for us, right? 
But we can't lose hope, people. We can't. We can't. Today could be the day when you wake up and say, you know what? I really wasn't doing X, Y, Z. Let me do it. Let me click like on that post. Let me share that information. Let me support that person who's willing to take that risk. Okay? Let me, let me find out how I could be more supportive. We could do it. They just have us so mentally controlled that we don't think about that. We get frustrated and turned off right? I've been boycotting most of these companies for years because, you know, the commercialism in this country is out of control. Out of control. I'm waiting for people to explain to me why we pay more for stuff that's supposed to be natural. We allow them to commercialize everything. Seriously. We could contest a lot of stuff. Sign those petitions. Get your voice back. They want to control our voice, but we still have our voice. We need to remind them of that. And we could do it. We just have to want to do it. We just have to recognize the need to do it, right? We could do it. We could do so many amazing things, but that's why they don't want us to do it. They don't want us. They like when they lead. They like when we, when we defend them, okay? Them being the toxic white people. I said it before, I'll say it again. We had folks that came, not just one, not just two, white people who admitted when they started organizing, they, they learned some things real hard. One person admitted that he thought he was really empowering people when until the day he had to wake up and face his racism because he realized after coming from a rally, some of the stuff that the black and Latinx speakers spoke about were things he had done in the past, and yet he's showing up to these rallies. So he realized he had to really do some, you know, a check and balance on himself if he really wanted to make a change as a white person. And that would lead him to recognize and why representation is important. Because when he looked around at his union, who was leading it, he realized, I was standing here talking about Black Lives Matter, Indigenous Lives Matter, Brown Lives Matter, but where, where are they in this room making decisions? Facts, where are they? Okay, we're more than just what you decided we are, but look who decided that. Look who gave us the Bible and said, hey, this is what it is, believe that. Mm, I don't think so. Right? I really, really don't think so. I, want, I invite you all, for those who question, as black and brown people, our ties to indigenous culture, because that's another thing that bothers me. There are black and brown people. See, this is the thing. <laughs> as Malcolm said, who taught you to hate yourself? Right? Who, who did that? You'll also hear him, myself, and others say, we're saying what we're saying. Nobody ever said they hate white people. We just know what it looks like and what it feels like when white people actually use their privilege to support the movement and not take it over. There's a big, big, big difference. Big difference. And the same goes for legislation. I say it again. I'll say it again. You ever saw how much it costs to run for office? You wonder why some people don't run? The control is ridiculous, even down to the ballot boxes where they put them. It's ridiculous, even to the point where they decide what time we go to vote. What about the people who work a night shift, right? What about that? 
okay? Again, I invite you all, black and brown folks, look at the history of your food. For those who question our linkages. See, when we started this part, right, we said we want to lift up the voice of the black and brown people. We never said we ignore or represent the voices of the indigenous, but that does not mean that we will ignore them, right? We spoke about, we started talking about the food. When you talk about that, you see a lot, you learn a lot, you'll learn a lot, right? The travel of the food. Go do your research on, on you know, the foods in Bolivia, the native foods. Go look at Jamaica. Go look at Haiti. Follow the food line. You'll see where we traveled. You'll learn your history, right? But also you'll realize why we have to lift up each other. I saw a rally happening out in, uh, where was that, Colombia. It was beautiful. This is a country that, you know, just recently had a big time, you know, big movement about the lack of representation of the Afro-Latinx community. They were killing women. Yes. And the young people got up and said, fuck that. And the Colombian government said, this is out of control. And they reacted. It became a whole big thing that we eventually affect why they had to change who was in power. And how that happened was because the people came together, not the white people leading them. The black and brown people came together. They held hands. They said, okay, we come in, let's grab our indigenous people hands and we doing this together. That's what they're afraid of. That's what they are afraid of. Okay? They're scared of that. They don't want to see that. Right? People say, don't worry about your skin color. I'm glad you have that privilege of not being judging your skin. I'm glad. For those who like to tell people like me what we should and shouldn't talk about, I feel sorry for you. I really genuinely do. Because your um, loyalty to white supremacy speaks beyond what you know. You don't see it that way but you are actually aiding and abetting the system that we're fighting. I really hope the day comes when we value the importance of us getting up and standing up together. That representation is critical. Let me run down the list again. If you organize an event, right? If it's about us, it has to be with us being represented. Don't let the white people decide, right? They will do it according to what they think to the extent of their privilege. They're not walking our walk and talking our talk. They don't go outside. When the police pull us over, they just see who they see. So for who like to say, don't, don't talk about or reference your skin color, I'm glad you have that privilege, my friend. I'm glad. Like I said, I saw some, I saw the real side of America driving around with fuck Trump on my car across three states. You get to learn a lot of things, really and truly. I actually had white people who guarded my car, believe it or not. Because you see, for you all who feel that I'm spewing hate towards white, again, you don't know what you're really defending. I've had white people thank me for saying it. Again, we had them right here on the pod say it. They admitted it. That, yeah, they were showing up to these rallies, but they started to feel like they didn't belong there because they realized they had some work to do and they didn't know where to start. 
So for the folks who are in that bucket, and I, I don't like I don't like that term, who feel that way, let's let's say that instead. If that's your conviction, let's talk. Start somewhere. Start somewhere. There, we have so many talented black and brown people, indigenous people as well. You know, can't forget them, Asian people, can't forget them, right? All of them. I say black and brown because, we, you know, I didn't want to own a particular thing, but this has been my constant battle in this country. People tell me, don't defend your skin, but you'll continue making me have to do it. Why is that? Again, who taught you to hate yourself? Here's what I'll tell you. The day that the black, the brown, however you like to define it, I'll leave that to you. I'll say it like this. The day that the black and brown people recognize their power and we take control of the movement and we take control of the law and we demand our representation and we say to the TV, that right wing white media, no more. You don't have to watch CNN. You don't have to watch Fox News. You don't have to. There's other media outlets. Support meet different media outlets like pods like this. Support the young people fighting for it. We had a young person, not just one, not just one, more than one, also talking about what it's like being black or brown organizing. It's not as hunky-dory as you think. Because if we are not complacent, they don't want us to speak. Why is that? I thought we cared about our lives. Hmm. Hmm. Power, place, and privilege. These are the three main ingredients of white supremacy, right? They are. And when you sit there and you ignore them, the three Ps, you play right into it. Nobody ever said we can't work with the white people. But what we need to do a better job is owning our space. They don't want us to do that. Ask yourself why certain videos and, and books and things were taken off the shelf. Hmm. So for who like to say I'm spewing hate and who like to hate me and exclude me, thank you. You showed me who you are and I paid attention. Know that. And we'll see each other again because I know what side you're on now. I, I know not to wonder why police infiltrate rallies. I know not to wonder why certain laws that are skewed towards police and get support. They can't control us if they don't watch us. And they cannot control us if we support each other. Know that. But that's why they try to control us because they don't want that. They like when we fight with each other. They like when we insult each other. That's great. That's awesome. I get to control you more. Yes. Yes. Mental slavery is a hell of a thing. Whether you knew it or not, today is the day you learn you were today years old, right? When I told you the time is now for black and brown people to out-organize these white liberals. They're dangerous. Okay, very, very dangerous. Pay attention to what's going on. Pay attention. Because if we don't do that, we will never be free. But then I ask, what does freedom look like to you? Freedom doesn't look like to me that I get to say only what certain people approve of. Mm -mm. Freedom doesn't look like to me a media that is skewed towards the hate. Okay. 
freedom doesn't look like ignoring the fact that there's a lot of Islamophobia going on that's not getting the airtime it deserves. Freedom doesn't look like police having to show up wherever more than 10 black and brown people are gathered. That doesn't look like that. Freedom doesn't look like doing as they say when they do it, when they say it. It doesn't look like that. Let's get back our control. Stop supporting these businesses that are supporting the IDF. Use your voice. Okay? Start believing in the small businesses. Again, we, we do. We just don't do it enough. You don't like that rally that because it's white-led, then create your own and invite who you want and pick who you want to speak. Lift up the voice of our children. If anything Palestine should teach you is the importance of our future and why our children are important. So if you see what's going on on these campuses and you're wondering, how do I get involved? Well, one of the ways you could get involved is write a letter to the administration, like, why are you allowing all this Islamophobia? We spoke about that a couple nights ago, right here in Connecticut. Southern Connecticut State University is ran by a black president and you know that there's Islamophobia happening and you're ignoring it? Come on, come on. We could do better than that, people. We could do better than that. And we will. We just have to know that and do that and believe in that, right? The mental slavery, the only way that will end is when we believe in ourselves. Believe in your skin. Believe in it, okay? Not everybody going to agree with you. I say that all the time. I don't expect to agree with everybody, but in the midst of that, I bet you we could figure out and find some really great solutions. Yes, let's lift up the voices. They don't have to define us for us. We let that happen for too long. Mm -hmm. Yes, we let that happen for too long. Be okay with not being liked. I have grown quite used to it, to be quite frank. Right. I don't expect to be liked. I don't expect to be included. I don't expect. I've seen more people try to shut me down and try to lift me up. That's your problem, not mine. I'll continue going. I'll continue going. Remember, people didn't really like MLK or Malcolm until they were dead. Mm. Anywho's, I invite you to join me for a moment of silence for our friends and those in Palestine. Oh Allah, 
assist our brothers and sisters in Palestine and remove from them oppression and persecution. Grant them safety and tranquility and bestow peace upon their land. O Lord of the world, support them and protect them from harm. O Allah, grant them strength and patience in the face of adversity and make them a beacon of hope in our hearts. O Allah, unite their hearts and grant them the strength to endure and say, stand firm. O answer of prayers, hear our supplication for the people of Palestine. Have mercy on them and strengthen their resolve. I mean, I'm gonna tell you something, you don't have to like me. I don't count on it, trust me. But I hope you know that you're amazing. And I hope you know that I'm grateful that you're here. And if it's anything at all I'd like you to do today, just be nice to each other. There's enough hate towards us as is. Trust me, trust me, right? But we could do this. I know we can. And if nobody told you, I believe in you. All right? For all who continue to like, share, and subscribe, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for your support and encouragement. It's really, really greatly appreciated. I, I know. And we will continue what we're doing. And I look forward to seeing you there on the front line. Wherever you are, whoever you're with, I hope you know it's a great day to have a great day. That's all for now. Fist up, smile on, peace. <laughs>